Hello, welcome to days we've had welcome into the <laughs> Cardinals podcast presented to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app America's top rated sportsbook like and subscribe leave us a five star wherever you get your podcast I'm Johnny Venerable he's Bo Brock back from his 1999 AOL startup dial up internet yesterday today, uh, I unplugged my computer right before the show went live good stuff they can't stop us Bo we're no. here now and we will talk about Sean Payton whether they like it or not can't stop, won't stop. Sean Payton Gate continues. It will it will be off the rails until he makes a decision. We're already seeing it's the worst kept secret that Sean Payton's going somewhere. And we'll get into that conversation. We even have rap sheets tweet. We'll get to it later in the show. But as he said, we're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about J.J. Watt speaking on his announcement to retire. Did Cliff know? Does it matter? Colt McCoy claims he found out during breakfast today. J.J. Watt says he's full of shit. It's a great, fun little tangle web they weave, but it's it's all going to be coming up today on PHNX Cardinals. It's fun because I don't believe anything anybody says with the Arizona Cardinals. <laughs> I love the Cardinals. But you can't believe them. We're not going to start with Watt. I want to get Bo's opinion on Watt because Bo was robbed of that opportunity yesterday. We're going to get to JJ. But I want to start with a report, Bo, that was sent to you yesterday. The Vegas Oddmakers, listen, we all have, uh, we've been scarred a little bit with the Kevin Durant saga to the Phoenix Suns. But there's a difference with that, ladies and gentlemen. The Brooklyn Nets did not want to trade Kevin Durant. They controlled that. The New Orleans Saints, by a report now, it sounds like they're going to keep Dennis Allen, which means why wouldn't you trade Sean Payton, who, by the way, is prepping a coaching staff, is prepping a coaching staff to come back and coach in the NFL next year. The Brooklyn Nets wanted Kevin Durant. They dug their heels in and they said, nobody's getting them. If we can't Mm -hmm. have them, nobody's getting them. Sean Payton's not being kept hostage here. And I think that that is why, Bo, you have to take these odds at a different perspective than what we were all dealt with with Durant and the Suns in the offseason. Right. And as far as, you know, the Saints, they are probably further away. Not a lot. I mean, obviously the fan base wants change already after just one season of Dennis Allen. But according to to Nick Underhill, and we have the tweet that was quote tweeted by the great Ian Rappaport as far as Nick Underhill saying that it would be a surprise if Dennis Allen is not Saints coach next year in New Orleans and and rap sheet says basically this is pretty strong and interesting and cast serious doubt on Sean Payton returning to New Orleans. This is on the heels of Mike Florio from pro football talk saying that it's the worst kept secret in the NFL that Sean Payton's going to return as head coach of the saints. And it's like, okay, now we're starting to connect the previous dots, you know, the the reports and what Miami got banged for, for this, uh, this not conspiracy conspiracy that they wanted Peyton and Brady as a package deal with, you know, ownership of the team. And and now here we are, they're saying, Hey, this is going to happen to the big easy. And it's just like the chances of that happening. It it just seems more far-fetched than the soon to be vacancy, hopefully for the Arizona Cardinals that Sean Payton could just fill. It it seems like the Sean Payton really want to go to, to New Orleans after saying all his goodbyes, having the press conference, thanking everybody, hugging the owner, saying goodbye to the media and the fans and the players, and, and then come right back and, and say, okay, 47, now, now, then 47-year-old Tom Brady, let's do this thing. I mean, 
it doesn't seem likely to me. It's not the worst kept secret in the NFL because it's it's really not something that's likely to happen. And I would argue, you know, people who are saying, well, it's just like when Sean Payton left for a year and came back, he was suspended for def- um, bounty gate. I'm going to say yeah. deflate gate. He was suspended for a year. He They had all intents and purposes of returning. He left the Saints organization knowing, and they knew too, that he would get back into coaching. I don't think anybody thought when Sean Payton retired or stepped away that he wasn't going to come back at some point. So they've had this contingency plan all along. We're going to roll with Dennis Allen. They interviewed other people for that opening, and they said Dennis Allen's our guy. We like what he's done there. He has a great rapport with Mickey Loomis, by the way. They're lockstep. And they started Jameis Winston and Andy Dalton this year. Mm -hmm. Anybody thought that they were going to be contenders in a division with Tampa Bay? I'm sorry, and I would argue they have made the most of what has been a difficult situation and you're there as a lot of people are pointing out they're trying to get under from salary cap hell they've got a lot of players like the cardinals that are probably reaching their end of their tenure with the franchise kamara mike michael thomas kamara had a, a a domestic situation that was going on or some kind of situation off the assault assault not charge to, not just yeah, assault that, but yeah that, but that, that's been lingering over their head i, I everything that I've heard about Dennis Allen is they're applauding the way he's handled it this year. Uh, so I just, I think it's disrespectful and I'm not just saying this because I want Sean Payton desperately here in Arizona. <laughs> well, you but do. I, I, I do. Absolutely. <laughs> um, we've got something. Look, look what Jeremy Fowler tweeted. Apparently the Cardinals and Sean Payton have mutual interest. Do we need to look that up? Bo Brock? Yeah, we can look into it. Absolutely. But uh, you know, to, to further your point, I mean, not to say Sean and Payton, like it wasn't, the James Betcher was Bruce Arians guy uh, situation with Dennis Allen. He was on Peyton's staff. He was his last defensive coordinator. Like, I think that Sean Payton, as much as he wants to win and if he's going to try to figure out what the best situation for him is, I, I don't think he would get, he's going to do it. And at, at the expense of poor Dennis Allen being one and done. Yeah. I, I just yeah. don't. It doesn't. He doesn't strike me as somebody that would want to do that to to one of his uh, one of his former coaches. So yeah. I, I'm just not buying that either. Looks like that that report was from earlier in the month. And again, we'll keep it lockstep. Yeah. Don't worry about it, Ozzy. Because here's what we do have: we have the odds for where Sean Payton is going to go potentially via Las Vegas. Uh, this is from uh, Bookies.com, and this was sent to Bo yesterday, Bo. And listen. I don't think anybody here is sitting pretty more pretty than the Arizona Cardinals as it relates to Sean Payton, even though Cliff Kingsbury is still the head coach of this team. And you look at the teams that are projected for our audio listeners only Arizona plus 250, meaning that you'd have to, if you put down 100 and Sean Payton was the head coach, your, your payout's 250. Denver Broncos, uh, by all accounts and purposes, are not going to be in on Sean Payton. The L.A. Chargers are going to the playoffs, and there is significant damage. Now, hold on. Get back to that, Denver. Why do you believe that? Because of the reports that he would bring on Vic Fangio as his D.C., and there's no way that Fangio is going to be like, oh, okay, hey, I'm back, guys. Right? Is that what you, your thought Benjamin is on that? Al- Benjamin Albright, who's connected to the team, covers the Denver Broncos. He's an NFL insider, but he's very tapped in with the Denver Broncos. Mm-hmm. That's his franchise. Says there's no way Sean Payton goes there. Yeah. And there are other people that are have tried to connect the dots that it's basically been debunked that I think the Denver Broncos are much more likely to go after Jim Harbaugh. Plus they got snubbed by Dan Quinn last off season. They're going to go try to get Dan Quinn again and pair him. They want somebody with a familiarity offensively 
with Russell Wilson, which they could bring in, of course, his guy back from Seattle once upon a time. Uh, who, who's the offensive coordinator, Bo? Not Schottenheimer, but um, can't remember. Uh, his his OC in, in Seattle. They're rumored that he's going to reunite with Dan Quinn, who, of course, Dan Quinn was his defensive coordinator when he was in Seattle. Sean Payton has no ties to Russell Wilson. They can't cut Russell Wilson. So they're going to try to salvage that relationship. Here's what I will say. The, the Denver Broncos, I don't believe everything we've heard are an option for Sean Payton. Then you go down that list, Producer Jacob. Can we see that one more time? The fantastic graphic Producer Jacob put together. <laughs> L.A. Chargers, plus 500. The Spanoses are about as cheap as they come. They've leased out that stadium with Stan Kroenke. No fucking way. They hire <laughs> Brandon Staley, who who is going to the playoffs, who is ascending to overpay on Payton. Playoffs? Yeah. Dallas. <laughs> they've won back-to-back double-digit games. Are they going to get Sean Payton? And then you can just drop it off the field. Carolina, Tampa, not happening. The Cardinals are the best spot, the only spot right now, if Michael Bidwell doesn't screw this up. Here it is. It's on a silver platter. You get a top-five pick. You get some salary cap relief now. The Cardinals are going to move off some aging veterans. You get Kyler Murray at some point next year. But, I mean, I've heard clips of Sean Payton basically say, like, he just wants a good relationship with his owner. Yeah. And if the, if the franchise quarterback's not there, that's okay because those jobs don't open up. I this we're, we're set up for either the biggest acquisition in team history from a coaching standpoint or just a complete gut punch from ownership because it may have seemed like a pipe dream two months ago to a lot of people. The Cardinals are the favorite right now. I don't know how you could argue they're not the favorite. Right. I, I saw another betting site say Denver, and it just it doesn't seem like that's somewhere he wants to go. You're Charlie Kelly from It's Always Sunny. You've got a cigarette that's probably it's three-fourths ash. You've got the strings set up all around the case you're making about where the next landing spot for Sean Payton is. And very low on the suspect list is the, are the Denver Broncos. It, it just is. That's just facts. He doesn't want to go and, and to coach Russell Wilson as far as trying to coach up a guy in his mid-30s that has some bad habits, worse habits than than Kyler Murray. And sure, he watches film. He he triples down on the film he watches. And he's he's a guy that's going to be in there. And he's going to be leading the charge and trying to get people up. And it, it's worn thin as far as his relationships already just in less than the season's worth of time in, in Denver he doesn't want to go to that. It's too too much of a rocky situation. I mean, just look at the stats. Kyler Murray played in 11 games, and Russell Wilson's played in 13 games. Russell Wilson is, is at just over 60% completion percentage, just over 3,000 yards passing, just went over double-digit touchdown passes like a couple weeks ago. At one point, uh, very deep into the season, he had less touchdown passes than Carson Wentz, who's just getting back to starting this upcoming week. He had more bathrooms in his mansion than he had touchdown passes. He has nine interceptions. He's just a guy that has. It's. It, I don't think Sean Payton looks at it as. Hey, I want to go be the. I want to go lead Russell Wilson back on this comeback tour. I want to create the resurgence in his career because I don't think anybody views that situation as something that's easily fixed. Can I also add this? You're playing in a division with Patrick Mahomes, yeah. and you have a liability, a quarterback that's old and depreciating. You're in a division with Justin Herbert. Would say what you want about Brandon Staley, like they're a playoff team. And then, uh, you know, you look at the Raiders; they're they're gut job too, and that situation's not ideal. But you're you're arguably the worst team in that division. Yeah. And now, unlike the Cardinals, who a lot of us feel like have the talent to win, but have not had the coaching. 
I mean, we don't know how good Nathaniel Hackett is because he was sabotaged by Russell Wilson. He was terrible this year. Yeah. He's going to be making fifty plus million dollars a year for the next five years. I, I to me, I, I think the AFC is completely off limits unless you're Houston. That's the only mm. other place where you know I can. I love this quarterback. I can pick him first overall. He's ascending. Blah blah blah. It's murderers row in the AFC with Allen and Mahomes and Burrow and Trevor Lawrence and of course Justin Herbert. Look at the NFC. Number one, you dominated it for ten plus years. The conference is in disarray. We've got Kirk Cousins and Brock Purdy who could meet the <laughs> NFC title game. You know, all due respect to Jalen Hurts, we're going to see what happens there. Car- Carson Wentz could make the playoffs. It's it's right there for you to say, okay, even if you don't love Kyler Murray. You're, you can give them an opportunity, may, try to make it work for 18 to 24 months, but then you'd have some flexibility if you tried and it didn't work. I, I, I feel like Sean Payton, even with a compromised Kyler Murray or a Kyler Murray not to his full liking, could make the playoffs with his eyes closed in the NFC and then go have a contingency plan if that's what you want to do. It is so perfectly lined up. West Coast, an offense personnel that fits what you want to do, a GM opening that's potentially right here too. Denver's keeping George Payton, yet the the new head coach is going to report directly to the owner. That's 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 obscene. You'd have to inherit George Payton. Garbage. The guy who made that Russell Wilson trade. No, no thanks. No thanks. Yeah. Well, let me ask you this: Do you do you feel it like you need to throw any kind of caution to the wind? Before you get this fan base, before you get our viewers, our our loyal podcast listeners to a point to where if Sean Payton goes elsewhere, that you just opened up their chest cavity and ripped their hearts out of their chest. Because because everybody, 128 people, number one, like this video, (laughs) make it as strong as possible, like this stream. We, We have to hold this organization accountable. We love this organization. We desperately want its first Super Bowl championship. But if, 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 Michael Bidwell is allowed to sit back and do this in January like they've done so many times before mm-hmm. when they've had administrative changes at head coach and GM, and they end up with Joe Schmo, head coach, offensive. I love Ben Johnson. He's doing great things in Detroit. If they end up with a Ben Johnson type instead of going after a Sean Payton or a Jim Harbaugh, unacceptable. Unacceptable because you're in a division with three head coaches two of which have won Super Bowls. The other one could be going back to his second in Kyle Shanahan. You got to put on your big boy pants. You're getting exposed. You've won one home game in 14 months. You can't sit back and hire. If Sean Payton has interest, you write the check, no matter the size. You invest in your team. Because here's the thing, Bo. They want to talk about private jets, right, and everything that they do off the field, and that's great. We take you seriously if you win football games, and you just don't win enough. So figure that out. Figure the on-the-field product out. Yeah. I mean, as far as where the Cardinals are, and believe me, even from an outsider's perspective, they are a dysfunctional mess. No doubt about it. But they are a leader, the caliber of Sean Payton, away and giving him the keys to the franchise away from from riding this ship. And you're right. He told Ryan Rossillo a couple weeks ago, saying like, I don't want to go to a place where there's been 45 years of dysfunction and you can look at the quarterback position, but I can tell you the last couple of years, it hasn't been a quarterback issue. It's been an upstairs issue. It's been a front office. It's been an owner issue. And you can look at that. And you can say, Hey, is he talking to, is he talking directly about the Arizona Cardinals where I don't feel like he is. I think he's talking no. more about like the Dallas types. I think he's talking about Houston. When you talk about Houston being the lone team in the AFC that he might can consider, I mean, Houston's ownership 
has been more in, in the headlines for missteps way more than the Arizona Cardinals. The Cardinals have just been most recent. And Sean Payton's been around this game a long time. And there is a relationship between him and the Bidwills and the Cardinals organization. And it might be, you know, I've joked about it, how he was a ball boy at camp. And, you know, just thinking about nostalgia, sitting back on the grass and looking up the stars and remembering his time as a Cardinals ball boy. And that's only going to go so far. But when you just look at the opportunity where Kyler Murray could be back by October miss what two to three weeks of the season and then he's a guy who comes in at he'll be 26 by then when he got his hands on drew Brees at 27 very similar as far as the ages go you know there's your opportunity he he believed in kyler murray i'm sure he still believes in him just with the right uh tutelage or, or right coaching to take his game to the next level take get it back to where it once was because the arizona cardinals offense and kyler murray under cliff kingsbury this this season fell off a cliff. I mean, it wasn't even close. I mean, from what they were able to do, uh, and I know that that was not a pun intended, but it, it worked out well, right? I mean, they were 13th, 10th, and then they went down to, what, 30th overall as far as offensive DVOA. I mean, it, it's not it, they are so bad offensively compared to the other years on a cliff, and there's gonna it's going to take a guy like Sean Payton getting it back on track. I, I, I feel like this is a a turning point one way or the other for Michael Bidwell this offseason. Because I think a lot of people like myself, Bo, people, you know, Saul Bookman, people who we we converse with regularly, Cardinal fans in general, like Michael Bidwell and think he's made a lot of really good improvements to this franchise, to this organization. I don't want to speak ill will of Bill Bidwell, but he, he was not a great owner. You know, rest in peace, Bill Bidwell, good man by all accounts, but not a good pro football owner. This offseason is going to predicate if people are going to associate Michael in the same realm as his, as his late father. Mm-hmm. He can be different than his late father. You go out, you get a Sean Payton or, or Jim Harbaugh, you're big time now. You're saying, I want better for the Valley. I want better for my franchise. I want to be taken seriously in a division right now that has three elite head coaches. Say what you want about Pete Carroll. He's won a Super Bowl, and, he, and he's won games this year with Geno Smith and swept you, beat you twice. Or you can say to yourself, I'm going to do status quo. I'm going to promote from within. I might keep Cliff Kingsbury because I don't want to write a check, whatever. And then people are going to have open season on Michael Bidwell. I don't Mm -hmm. want that for Michael Bidwell because I think he's better than that. I think he's smarter than that. And he knows that right now this is a fan base. This is an organization. Desperate need of a shot in the arm on and off the field. Rebrand, whatever you need to do to get this fan base fired up again. Because you could make this move for Sean Payton. And it wouldn't equal one personnel move, I would argue, for the next year plus that would equal the excitement you get. You would get the benefit of the doubt, no matter the free agent, the draft pick, whatever. Everybody would be on board because they know that a a football savant is in the house running shit. And and Michael, you should feel comfortable about that. One of the biggest things, Bull, you and I have talked about is his, I guess, his weariness of of letting Steve Kime go because there's the uncertainty of, I don't have my buddy Steve, what am I doing? But you get Sean Payton that 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 fixes all those problems. Yeah, just just let him start having conversations with people outside of his inner circle, his his inner circle that's been you know there for two decades plus for the most part, you know, with Kime and company. But you know, I think it, Bidwell probably doesn't know he's kind of disconnected himself from the rest of the league for the most part, and is only kind of 
aware of what's going on within the walls of the organization and some, some new ideas. I, I think he, he'll respond to those. You, you bring him in and, and Sean Payton certainly has him as he's been active throughout the, the season that he's been in the Fox broadcast booth uh, or we're kind of wearing the analyst hat. You know, he's looking at offenses around the league and he's, he's still staying, uh, you know, ahead of the curve as far as what's going on schematically with NFL offenses and stuff like that. So I think that, Michael Bidwell, just by having conversations with with Sean, would be would be would notice that, and that would be great for this organization because I think he would probably have more of an open mind. It, this isn't like a Joe Exotic thing. This isn't a Tiger King thing where it's gonna if he fires Cliff Kingsbury on January 9th, Black Monday, that he's not gonna recover financially. He's an NFL owner for God's sake. He might have to maybe slow down on taking a private jet uh, flight, a couple. More times next year, and he'll be can, fine. He'll recover financially from this. Can you imagine the cost of the, the Cardinals franchise, what it's estimated to be worth today, oh, and then yeah. in three years from now, what it would be worth with Sean Payton? Franchise changers like that at quarterback and head coach greatly increase the value of your franchise. If you're not smart enough, uh, uh, smart enough fiscally to understand that this is an investment, that I'm going to have to pay for up front, but it's going to pay tenfold over over the course of the next five to ten years. Having this guy in the building, I can't help you. Like, and Michael Bidwell is a smart businessman. Look, what he, he got the stadium built. It's an A plus stadium that hosts championships. It hosts Super Bowls. They're not playing in them, but it's hosting them, right? He's got the private jet. He's got first class practice facility, right? Everything off the field would tell you this is an over that's going to go out and spend big money on a head coach, a proven head coach a plug-and-play head coach. And, and again, this could all be moot if Sean Payton says, Cardinals, I'm not interested. And that's going to be really unfortunate, Bo. Yeah. And we, we have to somewhat prepare for that because we don't know what Sean Payton thinks at the end of the day. But if there's even an inclination that Sean would be interested in having a conversation with Michael Bidwell, it has to be the selling pitch of your life, both personally and financially, to get him to run your franchise. Turn it over. Say, pick your GM. We're going to bring you in-house. And, and and do what you need to do because we're in a place right now where we can't continue to spiral into this embarrassing cycle that we've been in. I, I don't want to get people too giddy, but if, if you got a coach, the caliber of Sean Payton, if you got Sean Payton and he becomes your next head coach and then he handpicks the GM and then what becomes relevant again, again is, is the NFL offseason for Cardinals fans is what they're going to do roster-wise, what they're going to do draft-wise. You have to love what the Saints were able to do in the in the draft, especially early rounds. There was a couple of years where they struggled, where they were seven and nine, and then they had this had some big drafts where they were bringing guys like Kamara's and Davenport's and Lattimore's and they and guys on the offensive line. And I mean that would just breathe life back into this fan base. And then, like like I said, let's not get too giddy, but then you, you throw in something like uh, Kyler Murray timeline that's favorable for him to come back October. Yeah. And then you then you throw in an unveiling of a, a new uniform. I mean, you're, you're selling jerseys, new brand new swag. 2022 I mean, would, would be forgotten be so swim, fast. You'd be Scrooge McDucking yourself into all the money you're going to make. You'd be swimming in it. Somebody in the chat says Harbaugh is in the stadium as we speak. I think Sean Payton <laughs> will also be there this weekend because doesn't he have a son or a, a family member that plays for TCU? So don't be surprised if he maybe gets a, a first-class tour of State don't Farm let Stadium. Him leave. 
Don't let him leave. Hey, Jim Harbaugh has a chance to equal the amount of wins at State Farm Stadium that uh, Cliff Kingsbury has in the last 14 months with one if wow. he beats TCU this weekend. Um, underdog Fantasy, by the way. I don't know if you guys have heard of this or not. So if you want to gamble on all things football, specifically pro football, NBA, check out Underdog Fantasy. Does fantasy difference better than the year-long fantasy drudge if you're scooped up, cooped up? with the same sorry-ass year-long fantasy team like myself, Bo Brock. Underdog Fantasy gives you a clean slate every single day. Draft your team against five of your friends, and the high-scoring squad for the night wins that cold, hard cash. Draft NBA players, no positional limits, and that's it. Here's what you got to do. It's easy. Go to underdogfantasy.com, download the app, sign up with promo code, you guessed it, PHNX. Underdog is going to match your first deposit up to $100. Again, put in a hundy, get out a hundy, and uh, there's been no better time to get on Underdog Fantasy if you look ahead. NFL playoffs, right? Your fantasy football playoffs may be over. Boom, tap into Underdog Fantasy. Keep that good time going. NBA regular season. We love our friends in Underdog Fantasy. We love making coin on Underdog Fantasy, Bo. We also love hitting the long ball on the links, getting out there and just swinging a little bit. Also, we love some Suns basketball. Why not merge the both of them together into one event? And that's what we're doing here. Thanks to our friends over at Four Peaks. It's the inaugural PHNX Tea Party going down at Dobson Ranch Golf Course January 13th at 5.30 p.m., but it's going to extend throughout the night because you're going to want to get some great food, great drink, great merchandise going on from us at PHNX and some of our great vendors and partners contest prizes it's 45 bucks per person you can save some money by becoming a diehard kids 10 and under play for free you got the free youth clinic as well it's great place for the family but also a great place for sons fans out there join the phnx sons podcast it's a watch party you got the pre and you got the post game show plus the watch party in between you don't want to miss it check the link in the description to reserve your spot right now and for you diehards you'll get your link in our discord yeah, our member Discord for your special link. You'll save 20% off on this awesome event. Do we have some sort of like breaking news? It's not, it's it's not breaking news. It's Twitter, Twitter streets garbage, but it's worth talking <laughs> about because this team is a little bit of a hot mess right now. This is a, a tweet from NFL Rumors, NFL mm. at NFL Rums. Don't so much read into who it's from, but look who liked it with not oh. many wide receivers on the market in the offseason. A name to watch is Arizona Cardinals' DeAndre Hopkins, as the team reportedly could unload some contracts this offseason. That's speculation, but and so it's a garbage tweet. We've talked about it on this show. Look who liked it. DeAndre Hopkins liked the tweet, Bo Brock. Is, is him liking it? Is that, does that mean he's gone? Is he, is he, should we just say, should I get say my final farewell, farewell in the next two weeks in the locker room? Say, hey, nice uh, to know you. I think he likes being paid, so he's like Cardinals. <laughs> Pay me thirty million. Bears pay me thirty million, right? I, 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 it's a moot point. We'll find out more in February, March. Um, I would imagine Sean Payton would want DeAndre Hopkins to be part of his team next year, maybe. But who knows? I mean, it's just the Cardinals had this window with Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins that they that were put together, and it feels like that window's closed, at least for a lot of these players that are making a bunch of money. And we'll talk about the fact that you know. J.J. Watt, had he not retired, Bo Brock, like he would have been an in-demand player and it probably wouldn't have made sense for the Cardinals to bring him back. Change is not necessarily a bad thing, but it can be tough when you lose star players that are over yeah. 30 years old. I, I think D-Hop, I mean, it becomes a little tougher. I mean, his cap hit is 30, 
But then you look at the dead money, and he's got a ton of dead money, obviously, this season. The next year, it doesn't get any easier. This ne- upcoming offseason, they'd have to restructure in some way, save the team some cash because $22 million, $22.6 million in dead cap, and the Arizona Cardinals, I would assume, would have to absorb a lot of that if they sent him in any kind of trade. So I think it's more likely that they would have to first, you'd have to restructure and then figure out where to go from there. He's got to be frustrated. I mean, he played in a game where he saw 10 targets and maybe two of them were catchable. I mean, the team has lost as many games as it has. He had the suspension. So, uh, you know, he might like it. He might be just liking that his name is is a part of some, you know, popular tweet or who knows. I mean, he's he's probably just as frustrated as anybody, but it can be remedied by maybe some change within the organization. You got to make it make sense. Like if, yeah. if somebody really wants DeAndre Hopkins and DeAndre Hopkins is okay going to that team uh, and getting paid, then what's the compensation? Are you getting a top 50 draft pick, right? Are you getting a younger player in return or some kind of package, including both? I, I don't know. You, you have to assess everything. If Kyler Murray's on track to play next year, uh, sooner rather than later, and it's Sean Payton and they're like, we can win the NFC West, you're probably not going to trade away DeAndre Hopkins. Maybe that's a problem for future Arizona Cardinal executives to worry about in 2024 and beyond. And the Cardinals also put themselves in a tough spot, Bo, because like so many times, they have not developed an heir apparent. An heir apparent to Larry Fitzgerald, to D-Hop now, uncertainty with, of course, Rondell Moore, Hollywood Brown. Does he come back at what cost after his fifth-year option next year? Um, one player who will not be back, Bo Brock, by all accounts, is J.J. Watt. We lost Bo yesterday because of internet concerns. He's back today. <laughs> Bo, you had a chance to talk to J.J. Watt. Before we get to what J.J. said, Yeah, we didn't get your take on this whole thing. Why, why do you believe it's the right time for J.J. Watt now? And do you think the Cardinals would have had interest in bringing him back should he have opted not to retire? They absolutely should have had, you know, wanted to bring him back because, what, nine and a half sacks? He's a guy that continues to be a nuisance out there for opposing offenses and has been the Cardinals arguably their best player all season long and what he does is he transcends even the playing field what he does as far as leading the guys in the locker room keeping guys focused despite you know what's going on off the field or what they're not hearing or need to hear from their their coaching staff JJ Watt provides that to them and he's going to be sorely missed and you know if if a guy like Hopkins exits and and Watt exits I mean, there, there's it's a bigger rebuild than even anticipated before with Kyler's injury and, and looking at the coaching staff. So, you know, it JJ Watt, some people called it a money grab when he when he left Houston and he signed the big deal to be an Arizona Cardinal. And I, I he saw a team that was talented at eight and eight the previous season that collapsed. Tell me if you've heard that one before at the end of the year to not make the playoffs, but liked what he saw from Kyler Murray. He knew DeAndre Hopkins. He knew Vance Joseph from his early years in Houston. He was on that coaching staff, I believe, his rookie year. Um, and he wanted to come here to the desert and be part of a, an up-and-coming team. And it was good for one season. He lasted, what, five games in a playoff game for the Cardinals. And then this season, he's been such a pleasant surprise just with his play. Uh, it, it's It's been a pleasure to be able to watch J.J. Walk go to work and how he prepares. And that was part of it, you know, what went into it. It's like all the energy he puts towards football – he realized he didn't want to do that any longer. He had different priorities. He'd been married recently. He they had their first kid this this uh, this fall, this you know early winter, and he had his, his son Koa. And it's just like okay, I 
you know, he's had a million injuries. He had the heart scare and he's had 12 pretty incredible NFL seasons. And we heard from JJ Watt and he kind of broke down why he was so grateful and why he's kind of at peace with retiring. I've been extremely fortunate. Um, I've been playing this game since I was 10 years old and it's been an unbelievable ride. And if, if you told me back then when I started that I'd be able to play 12 years in the national football league and, meet the people I've met and accomplish some of the things I've accomplished and live the life that I live, I'd have been extremely thankful and, and probably would have told you you're a crazy motherfucker. <laughs> but uh, here I am now and I'm extremely thankful and uh, uh, like I said in my post, uh, my heart is so full and I have so much gratitude um, for the people that have helped me get here, for the people that have made it special, for the teammates, for the coaches, for the fans, for all the workers and the staff members and um, the people day in and day out who make my life easy. I mean, I get to play a game for a living. It's truly the best job in the world. I chase around a little ball. I get to tackle people. And uh, I mean, it's it's been incredible. Love that clip for many different reasons, especially because we welcome profanity on this show. So you will not hear that bleeped <laughs> out on the PHNX Cardinals podcast. Great stuff from JJ. But Bo, the, the tweet on PHNX Cardinals that had everybody up in arms that I thought was very oh, interesting. Yeah. Uh, 30 plus, you know, retweets, quote tweets right now. Check it out. PHNX underscore Cardinals, not from JJ, but from Cliff Kingsbury suggesting that he did not know that JJ Watt was going to retire. This is on the heels of the announcement that Cliff really didn't know when Kyler Murray was going to have surgery. Do you read into any of that? Yeah. I, I'm, I'm not like, I'm not going to add that to the Cliff Kings. I'm not going to pile on for that. And, and it, Why? Let's do it. Come on. Let's get on the pile. I want to get on the pile. Is it, that, you know, because it was interesting. It makes you perk your ears up a little bit. You're like, really? But I think, I think Cliff Kingsbury was kind of playing the way he phrased it was like, he didn't expect the announcement to come yesterday, but JJ gotcha. Watt revealed to everybody during his press availability today was that there were people in that building that knew it was his final year and he was appreciative that they didn't tell anybody like he was able to keep this kind of under wraps for the most part until early Tuesday morning when he posted it on his social media like he always does so it doesn't get lost in translation or he doesn't get scooped on his own story uh, that he was retiring from the NFL from the NFL so I think Cliff was kind of in in one way uh, giving way to his player, letting him make his announcement and not saying, well, yeah, I, you know, I knew the whole time, like not making the story about himself and people will crush cliff. And it's, he's an easy guy right now because his team sucks. They're four and 11. His offense has just been putrid. Uh, he, he's, he's an easy guy to, to poke at, but I think this was just him being that player's coach, letting JJ have this moment. And he, he was pretty much like, I didn't know the announcement was coming yesterday that he was going to post on social media, something that we've probably all known. I think most of us just want to assume that there are private meetings that are now being held without Cliff. And he went to go open like the, the door to one of the suites and it was locked. And he said, no, 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 Cliff, this is this is pertaining to only, you know, serious members of the franchise right now. I say that tongue in cheek, but I feel like that's the that's kind of the word on the Twitter streets is just Cliff. He's kind of left out of the loop because he's not involved in future plans, which he's trying to steer this ship toward the end of the season. I mean, with with all due respect, like it's it's a decision that I think affects the Cardinals beyond this year. And. I, there are not many people, and you can get odds right now on Cliff Kingsbury being part of this franchise 
after Black Monday, minus 700 to get fired, which means you have to put down 700 to gain 100. Uh, for those of you uh, not up on your draft lingo, I mean, two two people probably that, that aren't definitely that aren't going to be part of the Cardinals franchise moving forward. I mean, that's like Alabama taking on Sanford State. I mean, that that's the kind of odds you get. I mean, I mean, minus 700 is absurd. What he probably should have done and, and why he was kind of playing it so close to the chest and why he said what he did, probably knowing that people were going to crush him for it. Just give JJ a massive hug, Cliff Kingsbury to JJ Watt, because the next two weeks, it kind of we ease off a little bit. It becomes JJ Watt's final two games instead of Cliff Kingsbury's final two games, or is it going to be his final two games? Even though that still needs to be part of the conversation by the the decision makers, but as far as the fans, they get to watch Justin James Watt put uh you know the the finishing touches on a rubber stamp Hall of Fame career. I've joked many times, I joked on yesterday's show, and I said it on bets today with Shane, like if if J.J. Watt's not in some jumbo packages on the goal line, and I know Cliff talked about it today, yeah. then that will be a failure upon all failure. Cliff Kingsbury, give us one parting gift. Give us a Watt touchdown, offensive snaps in these next two games. We're going to talk about the Atlanta game here in a minute on who might be starting at, at uh, quarterback. But right now, if you're in the area in Atlanta, check out the Game Time app. You can get tickets up to 60% off when you buy them last minute. Right now, Suns, Coyotes, I'm going to tell you, how about Natty Championship Final Four for college football? You can get tickets. You want to go see maybe future head coach of the Cardinals, Jim Harbaugh, in the house at State Farm Stadium this Saturday. Check out game time because here's the deal. You can save up to 60% on tickets when you buy them last minute on game time and Unlike all of these other third-party vendors that are charging an arm and a leg with all these hidden fees and garbage and nomenclature, whatever, game time, they're up front with you. They're there to save you money. It's for last-minute people. Check it out. Saturday morning, Final Four, you may get a steal of a deal, but you're only going to get it with game time. It's the best way to support us. Check out the link in the show notes to get your tickets now. We see there uh, in the chat, Johnny, asking you a question. If Cliff isn't fired Black Monday, what are your first words on Tuesday's pod going to be? It's probably pass me the OGs because you're going to need some healing. And our friends at OGs, they got something for everyone, whether he wants to sleep away the rest of the day, just sleep his worries away, or just get a little bit of a, a, a boost emotionally ogs probably has something for you their gummies they are top notch it's arizona's cannabis kitchen they've got indica they got sativa as they said they got the sleep time gummy and they got all the flavors you could want their whole tropical collection is unbelievable raspberry orange you've got orange creamsicle aqua berry that's the flavor of their nighttime gummy and then you've got black cherries and cream and so much more you got to check out their full range of products Find them online at ogsbrands.com. That's O-G-E-E-Z brands.com. Follow them on Instagram along with PHNX underscore Cardinals and PHNX underscore sports. Follow at OG's Brands for all their great uh, deals going on and all the products that they're going to roll out. And as I said, follow, follow them or find them online, ogsbrands.com. You can find them in your local dispensary as well. Got to be 21 years or older. What was Cardinals like- update saying there? I like what people are saying. Johnny has to shotgun a beer. Tom <laughs> says, uh, need something stronger than a gummy. Yeah. Uh, and I like to, I feel good when I'm on OGs. Like I, 
for me, it's just like I, I you won't be able to find me. I and mm. we're here's the thing, and I want to. I think everybody He's needs to wandering have a the streets of Maricopa. Like yeah. you have a Ron Burgundy, you're gonna have a, a just a milk. Milk was a bad choice. Um. <laughs> so we are we're we're about what ten days away from Black Monday. We're in the we're in the final countdown. Here. Yeah. And this is what's this is what's gonna happen. Bo and I are gonna cover the game against the 49ers, um, and then we're gonna go home, and then we're gonna be on standby alert. And if Cliff Kingsbury is fired that Sunday night ahead of Black Monday, we're going to do a live show. And if and when he's fired on, on Monday, we're going to do a live show. We're going to be the only place that's going to give you a live podcast immediately following if and when Cliff Kingsbury and or Steve Keimer are officially fired. We're not going to wait till Tuesday. I can tell you that. Um, so basically, it's just going to be. When do we point- hit the, when, like, if there's no reports that they're not going to fire anybody, but there's just no news coming out of the facility in Tempe. Like when do we start to hit the panic button? Like how long? Well, I I think we'll have word from rap sheets or and or Schefter one way or the other on Monday, and I think that I I don't think we're going to get a firing Sunday night. I, I think they're going to give Cliff the respect of we're just going to let him know Monday morning he's going to come in. We're going to say his goodbyes, and then Michael Bidwell is going to hold a press conference either Monday or Tuesday. That's my official prediction. Maybe we'll get an update on Steve Kime then that he's officially gone, hopefully getting himself healthy, uh, exiling the organization. We'll know if Cliff Kingsbury is safe or not on Monday. If, man, that's going to be a shit show if we have no updates until Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Mm -hmm. I I won't be able to sleep. I can barely sleep now. Well, OG sleep time gummy. Perfect for that. That's right. Yeah. yeah, It's this team, this organization does things just so against the grain. It, It wouldn't. I, I can envision it right now. Like all these teams would be making moves, right? It's like Carolina is going to retain Steve Wilkes. They're going to remove the interim tag, and Andy is is not going to is not going to remove the interim tag with Jeff Saturday. He's done. They're in on Harbaugh. They're right. on the phone with Harbaugh. Fire, yeah. You know, the the Raiders are going to fire McDaniel's, and and then we're just going to be sitting there like, okay, well, where's the news about the Cardinals? And it's going to be Monday afternoon, and and nothing's going to happen. It just I'm gonna. I'm going to give Michael the benefit of the team. doubt. I'm going to give Michael the benefit of the doubt. Um, for one last time, Michael, we're going to do a lot of praying to the football gods here in the next 10 days. I, I think he can get this right. But in the meantime, who's starting a quarterback this Sunday, Bo? Colt McCoy, done with uh, concussion protocol. Um, I got to tell you, though, I'm a little concerned about Colt McCoy. I mean, 36-year-old, he, he took a little lump on the noggin. He obviously, was in protocol all last week. Uh, you know, I just think it's a little quick, especially for a couple meaningless games. I mean, the the only way it's not meaningless is if the Cardinals lose out and they and they improve their draft stock, right? If if they if they move up the draft board, uh, for him to go out there and you love what Colt McCoy had to say and you pull for a guy like Colt McCoy, but at the same time, it's like this guy, you know, filling in for Kyler Murray this season has just been ripped to shreds you know in, in dating back to the to training camp and when he comes out of the gates for the regular season he's put on ir because he has the calf strain uh and, and then you know we saw his uh his left index finger like the nail yeah. is basically rotting off it, it, it's black and blue all the way up to the nail it could fall off at any moment you know he's got the elbow issue he's got you know he had to have the mri on his head it's just like this dude's been through it we saw heavily documented on, on Hard Knocks, big old happy family. It's like, how much do you, are you going to put yourself through here? You, you love what he said to J.J. Watt is, I'm going to give you the best I've got for the final two games, and, and you respect that and you appreciate that. But it's just like, 
can't they just run Trace McSorley out there two more times? I mean, I want that. The fan base wants that. The people in the comments want that. Uh, I'm going to say something that's probably pretty unpopular. I think the Cardinals win on Sunday. I think they I, beat the Atlanta Falcons. I think they're favored. They would have to, to in my they're opinion. Not, they're not favored right now, which is crazy. I just tr- checked DraftKings. Atlanta's minus three still. Okay. I, I That has to maybe be the travel, and you figure home field advantage for Atlanta. Desmond like- Ritter. It's not it's the old terrible. days. They're not. They're not going horse and buggy or taking the train. Or, I mean, they're. It's a five-hour flight, basically first at first class. I, I mean, what? I, they, I think they beat the Falcons on Sunday. They probably. I mean, the, the court. I mean, Colt McCoy won't get the edge over a lot of QBs in this league, but Desmond Ritter, yeah, he's going to put the Cardinals in a lot better spot than Ritter is going to put the Falcons. I mean, yeah. I, here's the thing, and somebody just said, Derek, in the the chat, Falcons are going to have 150 yards rushing. I, the, the Cardinals' run defense against Tampa was pretty good. I thought Rashad White and Leonard Fournette were going to go nuts. Mm-hmm. They did not. So if the same run defense shows up that did last weekend, I, I think the Cardinals are going to put themselves in a position maybe to play with a lead. And them yeah. themselves try to run the football. The Falcons I think are a lot be- better on the offensive line. I mean, Tom Brady was playing, and, and those running backs were playing yeah. by, behind some third and fourth string offensive linemen. It was it was just as bad as their counterpart with the Cardinals. Do, does a win Sunday change anything, Bo? From leadership standpoint, no. do you believe? No, I don't think anything going forward. Even even yeah. a, even a win against the 49ers, which would be a miracle. Uh, yeah, I don't think that happens. Arizona animal, that's not very nice. Listen, I'm wrong about a lot of stuff. I, I, I'm not rooting for them to lose. It just feels like Colt McCoy versus Desmond Ritter. That's, I mean, he's a better player than Desmond Ritter. Mm-hmm. I mean, Colt, Colt McCoy's capable. They were beating the Broncos. Say what you want about the Bronco game. They were beating the Broncos until Colt McCoy got hurt, and then they got trampled because Trace McSorley started throwing balls right to defenders. If I, I don't know, yeah. If Desmond Ritter has Colt McCoy's career, and it's it's not like if you look at it as a whole, it's not impressive, right? I mean, what is he, 11 and almost 30 as a starter? But they were both like third-round picks, so that's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Desmond Ritter, if if his career turns out as, as well as Colt McCoy's did, I would be shocked. Of course. I mean, like, Desmond Ritter was a really nice college player. Colt McCoy is an icon at Texas, and then he yeah. came into the NFL, and he – he started probably he, you know, he's drafted by the Browns. He started full seasons for teams like Desmond Ritter is going to get replaced by a draft pick in about six months. He looked <laughs> bad last weekend against Baltimore. Now, what I will say is Atlanta's defense played pretty well. NFL players don't tank. They're fighting for their jobs next season. Of course, Robin, they don't care about draft picks. Unfortunately, hundred yeah. yeah. percent. You don't think this team's going to be up to play for JJ Watt in his final two games. I still think we're going to get a little bit of a lull period because they played on Sunday night. They're traveling East Coast, early kickoff game. God, wouldn't it be so like the Cardinals? They always get their shit rocked on the East Coast. And <laughs> in the game, everybody is hoping that they lose. They go and they play a good game. It's like them playing their best primetime game in forever when there's nothing on the line. Yeah, but they did exactly what they needed to do, right, on primetime. Even though it was looking a little – it didn't look like it was going to happen. It was 16-6 to 6 with about 10 minutes left in the fourth quarter. And then you know, what do bad teams – uh, figure out a way to do Johnny. They figure out a way to lose, and they did. And I, I just, you know, I'm not going to buy too much into. Hey, you're going across the country to do this, but what's what's like? Are you going to be able to get 
you know, all the players necessary on board uh, to be highly motivated to go get this job done, you know, against the Falcons team that that's young and hungry. Um, you just, it, it, to me, it's more of a coin flip, but you, you would hope just draft pick wise at this point with, with nothing to play for outside of respect to number 99, like at least play hard. That's all you want from this team right now. See, if you're Michael Bid, you know Michael Bidwell cares about winning at least right now to try to save face a little bit because he could override this and say, Colt, we're shutting you down. Too many concussions this year. We're going to play Trace. Uh, I I, I would have appreciated Michael doing that. He's not going to do that, and kudos to him. And the owners want to win every game. At least a lot of owners do. Michael, Michael does not want to end the season on what would be what, like a – I don't even know how many they've lost in a row at this point. I can't keep track. When did they beat the Rams? It feels like three seasons ago. So, I mean, the the, the finale against San Francisco, San Francisco is competing for the top two seeds in the NFC. Um, They're going to be hungry for blood that that season finale. So I do. Cards have lost five straight. Yeah. So you'd end the season seven straight losses. Not great. No, not very good. But a lot of people are calling this season, boat the worst season in the history of the Arizona Cardinals. Would you agree with that? Not the football franchise, but like the most embarrassing season that the Cardinal football franchise has ever had. No. I don't think so either. No. I mean, 2018 was really bad. Like, have we forgot? Was, I mean, it was, was it was so bad. Like, the team just couldn't compete. There were so many games where that team was blown out. I mean, this team lost. They lost close, and it was frustrating. But it, at least you were you could turn on the game, and you could sit through 60 minutes. Sure, yeah. like, you probably pounded your coffee table and, and yelled at your kids a few too many times because of how poor they were playing. But as yeah. far as, like, the 2018 team couldn't keep. They averaged just over couldn't 14 points. 50 yard no, line. they were bad defensively. They're bad offensively. They had nobody like outside of like David Johnson, Patrick Peterson, Larry Fitzgerald. Like there was really nobody else on that roster. Uh, I mean, it was it was a complete disaster from top to bottom. Uh, it was it there was nothing close. They won they won that game against Green Bay, which was was shocking. But who knows if Aaron Rodgers didn't kind of take a dive in that to make sure Mike McCarthy was gone. It was, that was one of the worst seasons ever. And then like, there were a couple seasons there where they were, didn't they go like four and oh, and then drop the next couple games under Wisenhunt. Yeah. Go end up going four and 12. And and then you think, I mean, say that to Frank Sanders, one of our our, our co-hosts here on PHNX Cardinals, he was on a couple four and 12 teams and three and 13 teams. Like, this, this, if any organization knows futility in bad seasons, this fan base certainly does. And this season has been really bad, atrocious, especially under the, the current regime. You could say it's their worst, but I, I can't say it's the worst in the history of the franchise. John Paul in the chat, great point. Boot is out. Don't underestimate that 100%. Yeah. Huge. Uh, Jalen Thompson's a, a really good safety, and Isaiah Simmons is probably going to play safety the whole game. But I mean, Buddha is a lightning rod and the unequivocal leader of the back seven, if not the whole defense, along with Watt. That's that's a huge loss. Um, if the Cardinals don't create turnovers and they turn the ball over, this is going to cl- sound cliche. They're going to lose. Like Colt McCoy can't overcome turnovers, and if they get any kind of pass rush, that's going to be a problem. But if he's allowed to sit back, he can make accurate throws. McSorley is just so accurate, inaccurate that you know you're you're just you're guaranteed for a couple just gross interceptions because he's yeah. not an NFL quarterback. And we'll see uh, what the secondary looks like. You know, you had uh, 
Marco Wilson go out with the, another stinger after two pick performance and you know mm-hmm. Antonio Hamilton probably should be good to go but Byron Murphy's IR'd for the rest of the season so you're starting defensive uh backs I mean we could see Christian Matthew work his way back into some playing time and it's uh it's not pretty so like I said it, it's probably a coin flip I'm not saying that the Falcons I they they've they've taken some strides this season but at the same time they're not world beaters either um, but we get to watch the last few games of J.J. Watt playing in the NFL, and, and that's that's worthy of tuning in any, anyway. And also just watch Cardinals football for two more games because yeah. by you know after draft season, we're going to be aching to watch football again. Depends on who's the coach. Let's see who the coach is yeah. for this franchise. Well, I might be ready to run through a wall come early February. we got no football on with this franchise. Right. Harbaugh is the head coach. I'm, I'm ready to get after it. Let's hope you don't run through a wall over at our friend's uh, place, Octane Raceway in Mavericks. Yeah, take away the keys from this guy. He's not a not a safe driver if he's running through walls, uh, but you can have a good time out there, good safe time. We had a blast out there a couple months ago. The PHNX crew went out there. We tore it up. Frank Sanders was the fastest guy around turning left, and Johnny was not the fastest guy. You can middle have- of the pack, middle of the pack. There Tell the people go. the truth. That's what Frank you want to do. Frank wouldn't race me. Yeah. Well, Frank wouldn't oh. race me. Frank was afraid of he producer wouldn't. Jacob. He, uh, I don't know why. What, what did you, what'd you say to him? I got second. Okay, so so this is, <laughs> oh, hang on, boy. hang on. So the way that Octane works, right? You go around the track and uh-huh. it's based off lap time. Yeah. It's not about where you finish in your heat or whatever. So Frank and I were in separate groups. I shared a track with 12 or 13 other racers. Frank shared a track with four. So mm. Frank had a much clearer track than I ever did. So I never got to race <laughs> Frank. I love and I lost to him by about a tenth of a second. He lost to him by a tenth of a second. If you're and not he had first, a much clearer track. What are you? You're last. If you're not first, you're last, Johnny. That's, Even like, that's like the strength of schedule garbage that, <laughs> that gives the Broncos a higher pick than the Cardinals. Look, regardless, you guys had a blast. We all had a blast. You, if you, if racing isn't your thing, bowling, arcade games, state of the art laser tag arena, billiards. Dozens of 4K televisions, 1,500 square feet of just fun. That's what's going on. $15 unlimited fun pass on Mondays. What are we? Is it Wednesday? It's a winning Wednesday. Half-price arcade games all day long. We're excited to welcome Octane Raceway and Mavericks to the PHNX family. You see our fun crew with all the fun we had out there. You can go have it yourself. Check them out. Tell them PHNX send you Octane Raceway and Mavericks. Check out our guy Howard Balzer's work. Two articles fresh off the printing press at gophnx.com. More injuries taking Cliff Kingsbury by surprise as he talks to the media. And then J.J. Watt's bombshell of an announcement. Again, use that promo code Howard, H-O-W-A-R-T. Become a diehard at gophnx.com. Pick up exclusive merch on the cheap or for free. You can get a hat or T-shirt for free when you sign up for a diehard membership. Discounts. Get discounts for our upcoming golfing event. Uh, with our friends at Four Peaks, up to 20% off, exclusive member Discord. Here's the deal, guys. We got 10 days left in this season, and then the offseason starts, but it's never an offseason with PHNX Cardinals. Bo and I are going to bring you the best, the most premier Arizona, Arizona Cardinal content and coverage that you will not get anywhere else. Tell us who you want on the show, insiders, whomever. We'll work the phones. We will get them on the show. You want Rap Sheet? You want Josina Anderson? We're going to make it happen to get you the most accurate information over the course of what I believe will be the most unprecedented, unpredictable offseason of the Arizona Cardinals tenure since they moved 
to the desert, but you're only going to get it here. So do me a favor, like, and subscribe, subscribe at PHNX Cardinals. So you never, ever miss a show. And guess what? We've got a double header tonight. Cause if you've forgotten that dumpster fire, hard knocks is still airing. We got how many more weeks? <laughs> that last week's episode was great. No, I just mean behind <laughs> they do good work at HBO. Yeah. So let me rephrase that. Dumpster fire in the sense that the, it's a dumpster fire outside the scenes. Maybe we get more Vance Joseph walking tonight. Don't walk. Run to your TVs tonight to watch us on the post-game show. <laughs> Cards after dark, 9 p.m. Bo Brock, myself. It'll be a good time, Bo. Yeah, it will. And also, uh, maybe we'll play this on tonight's episode. But JJ, during his availability today... Uh, had a hilarious story about one of his rookie teammates who had just had their wisdom teeth removed. And like the viral video, was it the kid D- David, uh, yeah. who's under coming off of anesthesia, is this real life? Had that type of a moment with J.J. Watt, FaceTimed him, just getting out, found out he had retired from the NFL and was, was talking to J.J. Uh, Watt under the influence. Maybe we'll play that nice. clip for you. It's hilarious because the player just retweeted our tweet with PHNX Cardinals confirming the story, and nice. we'll play it for you tonight if, if Hard Knocks is a dud. How much did J.J. do you expect tonight? Do you think that they're scrambling to get that into the episode, or are we going to see that next week? I would say next week. This, yeah. I mean, I, I think there, it's going to be big on the game. was competitive Sunday night. Tom Brady comes to town. I would. I mean, can we get a Kyler interview at some point? Kyler was around the facility, I think, around Christmas time. Took mm-hmm. a photo with the rest of the quarterback group. I, I'm hoping and praying we get some K1 tonight. Who knows? But you do know we're going to be live 9 p.m. Cards knocks after dark. Myself and Bo Brock. Bo, it's good to have you back. It's great to be back here on PHNX <laughs> Cardinals again. Subscribe to PHNX Sports on the old YouTube. Like this video for Bo Brock. I'm Jenny Venerable. We'll see you tonight.